0: up guys welcome back to another episode of dynasty risers and fallers here on the dynasty stock market of the fantasy stock exchange got a ton of names to go over today so i'm just going to start off right with it with brian edwards of the las vegas raiders um he's getting tons of praise from Derek carr tons of praise from the coaching staff tons of praise from every random person on twitter Uh, there's there's no secret as to why his stock is rising i mean he is getting every first team rep uh, possible he is really going out there making the most of his opportunity here in training camp. I'd be very surprised to see him as anything other than a starter um, in in week one of the entire season. So he's definitely on the rise. His ADP is skyrocketing. He went from being drafted like mid to late third round in most rookies, rookie drafts, um, and now he's being drafted as early as the second round and even the early second round. Um, So he's a guy He's going to be really hard to get in a trade right now because of all the hype around him, but he's he's someone you're going to want to get before the season starts because I personally have a lot of faith in him, and I think the rest of uh, fantasy Twitter is starting to come around to it too. So Brian Edwards is definitely on the rise. Next up, we got Boston Scott. As many of you have heard, Miles Sanders went down with a minor injury. Now, he is slated to be back by week one of the season, but in his absence, Boston Scott is going to be getting all the reps, all of the first-team reps, I should say, and, you know, he's, he's always been, this entire offseason, a, a solid handcuff to have if you're the Miles Sanders owner. And now he just became even that much more important because we're reminded that Miles Sanders is human. Miles Sanders uh, did get hurt already, and you, you never know what's going to happen. So Boston Scott, though he doesn't have a lot of standalone value, um, if you have him, try to sell him to the Miles Sanders owner in your league because you might be able to get him to overpay a little bit. Especially with the panic of potentially not playing in week one, despite the reports. So, the third riser we have on the list is going to be Steven Sims, wide receiver for the Washington football team. Uh, he's been getting tons of uh, coach praises in camp. He seems to be doing it all. He's getting a ton of first team reps. He's looking really good. And it doesn't matter which quarterback is going to be starting for them, whether it's Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith. Uh, Steven Sims is going to be a starter for them week one. He's not being drafted as such. I mean, He's he's going as an extremely late-round flyer in dynasty startups right now. He's a free agent in a ton of leagues out there. So if Stephen Sims is sitting on your waiver wire right now, go out, try to get him, uh, make a bid on him, because I I genuinely think that Stephen Sims could be the wide receiver two option in Washington. And on the odd chance that Alex Smith comes back and takes over, this is actually going to be a fairly competent offense. So I do really like Stephen Sims' potential in the 2020 season. Next up, I'm going to touch base on Van Jefferson out over there uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. So he is drawing comparisons to Cooper Cup, and that's coming straight from Jared Goff. Always good to get praise from the guy who's going to be throwing the receivers the ball, and Van Jefferson is definitely getting some high praise, especially after we saw what Cooper Cup can do uh, over the past couple of seasons. So I'm not saying Van Jefferson is going to – you know be able to come out and be some world-breaking receiver for you this year. He obviously doesn't have nearly as much upside as Cooper Cup or Robert Woods on that team, but this looks good for the future. You know, Van Jefferson could be that wide receiver two of the future. They don't know what's going to happen with Robert Woods um, in the immediate future, so Van Jefferson could be a popular candidate to transition eventually into that wide receiver two role in LA. I really like his chances in doing this over the next two or three years, and he's Pretty cheap right now, you know? uh, Praise will always get them marked off as a riser on our lists, but his value still is not anything monumental. So he should be a pretty, uh, pretty good buy low candidate right now, I'd say. Next up on the list, that's right, more risers. I actually have another like five or six of them for you guys today. Kind of why I'm going through them so quick, but we got DeAndre Swift. It's no secret that I am one of DeAndre Swift's biggest fan I had him as my rookie 101 before the draft started, and I have him as my rookie 102 after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even after he was drafted to Detroit. So earlier on in this week, on Johnson was shown in practice still sporting that brace. Um, there's a ton of Detroit beat writers saying that there's only a matter of time before DeAndre Swift owns this offense because on Johnson just isn't going to get the reps. Um, there's a report out there that DeAndre Swift was absolutely tearing it up Um, in receiving drills, and he was just running circles around the linebackers over there in Detroit in training camp. Um, I am firmly on the train that DeAndre Swift is going to be the RB1 on this team by the end of the year, and I think it might happen sooner rather than later, but even with Kerryon Johnson still there nagging touches and receptions away from DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift, in my opinion, is still going to be the 1A of this offense, even if Kerryon Johnson does manage to hang on but there's a ton of things that are pointing to a very successful year and a lot of opportunity for DeAndre Smith. Next up, we got Irv Smith. So Irv Smith is, again, he is one of these guys that's getting some hype around training camp. They want to use him more. Um, he's doing pretty well, and there's just there's a lot of opportunity to go around in Minnesota, especially with Stephon Diggs stepping out and their seemingly wide receiver, too, being a rookie. So Irv Smith could see a ton of uptick this year. And I think you're going to want to get him before he kind of re shows himself on a lot of people's radars. Next up, Paris Campbell wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. So they were extremely high on him last year when they drafted him. Unfortunately, he really didn't get to play last season because of injury, but he is back and he is absolutely tearing up camp. There are a lot of signs that point to Paris Campbell starting the year as the wide receiver to uh, opposite of T.Y. Hilton. And in an offense led by Philip Rivers, the wide receiver two is still going to have some pretty decent value. Um, So we could see, I don't want to say a total breakout year, but we could see a mini breakout year from Paris Campbell to kind of give us a glimpse into the future. And right now it's probably the cheapest you're going to be able to get him. So before the hype really starts reaching, you know, higher grounds and before he actually starts producing in the NFL, this is a good time to go out and get Paris Campbell. Um, I personally got him for dirt cheap a few months ago. You know, the Paris Campbell owner really, was like, eh, he didn't do much last year, so just just take him. I got him for dirt cheap. So, send out a feeler, see if you can get Paris Campbell because he's a really good wide receiver to hold on for your dynasty future. Next up, Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. He's getting a ton of hype right now. I know I keep saying he's getting a ton of hype right now for a lot of these guys, but it's the truth, you know. It's training camp season, It's mostly hype. It's mostly doing well in drills, mostly getting praises from coaches and other players and everything like that. So Damian Harris is firmly on this list. He is actually looking the best out of all New England running backs, according to the coaching staff. And Belichick has even said that he definitely wants to get Damian Harris more involved this year. Now, last year, Damian Harris had, I'm pretty sure, less than 10 rushing attempts on the ground. So it'd be pretty hard to imagine him not being involved more than that but Damian Harris is a sneaky guy to go out and get. I don't, I don't want any part in the Patriots um, running back room at all this year, but if you want one for dynasty, Damian Harris is probably going to be your best bet to actually make something of himself in that backfield over the next couple of years. And finally, I have one more riser. He is my second favorite riser on this list behind DeAndre Swift, and that's going to be Chase Edmonds of the Arizona Cardinals. So obviously the hype, uh, for the running backs has been all around Kenyon Drake all off season all last season. Uh, but Chase Edmonds is recently getting high coach praise from Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Kingsbury was saying that he sees Chase Edmonds as a quote unquote RB1 in this league. So that's, that's some pretty impressive stuff. you know Chase Edmonds came in, he started about three weeks last year. He put up PPR points of 17 and a half, 14 and a half and a whopping 35 points uh, in the one week. He definitely has a ton of talent. The only thing that he may not have immediately is the opportunity. But this is the time where you want to go out and get Chase Edmonds. I've been preaching going by Chase Edmonds since last season ended, because I think he's going to take over for Kenyon Drake after Kenyon Drake is out of here. Don't forget, Drake is only on a one-year contract for the 2020 season. And even if these two form some court, some sort of timeshare, Kenyon Drake is going to be the back to own. He's still going to get 60 to 70% of the looks in that backfield. But after this year, this could very well be Chase Edmonds' offense. And even at the very worst, if he becomes the, the 1A, you know, it's a very high caliber, high speed offense. And if you have the 1A running back on that, you're going to be pretty damn happy that you listened to me. So Chase Edmonds, uh, he is rising right now. Still not ridiculously expensive at all. So do your due diligence. Try to get Chase Edmonds on your roster because he is one of my favorite uh, running back stashes. So that's going to do it for the risers. Now we're going to move on to the fallers. And the first one is going to be Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook's got a ton of redraft value right now because he has stated that he will play his final year in Minnesota on this contract. Uh, He's still holding out hope that they can resume contract talks uh, later down the line but Minnesota has basically already said like they're done talking contract they're not going to touch it for now everything like that so in Dynasty his future is cloudy at best you know we don't know if he's going to still be in Minnesota we don't know if he's going to sign somewhere else in the offseason you don't know what the opportunity or situation is going to look like for him this time next year if you are a contender this is, this is now when you want to reach out and try to get Dalvin Cook, because he's, even if he's not with Minnesota, he's still going to find a team next year, and he's still going to be a starting running back. He is a top five, top six fantasy running back to own, and if this story of him potentially not re-signing in Minnesota is enough to scare uh, a dynasty owner in your league, this is the time when you want to pounce and you want to try to get Dalvin Cook, because his value is lower than it typically would be. So you got to go out there, see if you can get Dalvin Cook, because again, he's an elite option. Even if for some strange reason, he only pans out this year, he's definitely going to soup up your roster for for the time being. Uh, The next follower on the list is going to be Jalen Samuels. Not that he had a ton of value in the first place, but he's falling even more. Um, Benny Snell, especially Anthony Anthony McFarlane. They're looking pretty good in training camp. Plus you got James Conner, who is looking looking good again, you know, he's as long as he's healthy, you know, this is still his backfield to own. Jalen Samuels, yeah, he might have some PPR upside here and there, but I don't think he's necessarily the handcuff that you want if you're the James Conner owner. You know, I think the handcuff for James Conner these days is probably going to be Anthony McFarlane. There's a lot of hype around him right now. So Jalen Samuel, if you have him, you're not getting much for him. I'm not saying to drop him, but his value is falling and he is nearing Nearing that dangerous, worthless mark. Our um, follower today is going to be Alshon Jeffrey of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to bring him up again. He is going to be starting the season on that PUP list, which means that his value has already fallen quite a bit. He's actually going as like the wide receiver, like 50 to 60 range in dynasty startups. Nobody really wants any part in him. He's injury riddled. He's on a very Crowded offense, you know. There's just not a lot of upside going on with Alshon Jeffrey. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to sell him as a quote-unquote starting receiver anymore. Hell, even when he comes back, I don't know if he's even going to be a top two receiver on this Philadelphia Eagles offense. Just because there's, again, there's there's so many mouths to feed, and by the time he gets back, plenty of other players have been developing chemistry with Carson Wentz and just developing in general in the season. So Alshon Jeffrey is a guy fading heavily, not only in my book, but pretty much everywhere. And he is definitely not even close to being worth what he was this time last year uh, from a dynasty standpoint. And the last guy that I have on the video today is going to be Kenyon Drake. I brought him up when I was talking about Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake's dynasty value is definitely falling after the comments that Cliff Kingsbury (laughs) made on Chase Edmonds. Um, You know, Kind of the same situation as Dalvin Cook, except not as elite. Kenyon Drake is going to be a safe option for this year. He is going to see that 60 to 70% role in the backfield, even with Chase Edmonds there. Now, his job security is not nearly the same in the short term as Dalvin Cook's is. So take that for what you will. But Kenyon Drake, if, if Chase Edmonds is emerging that highly in Kingsbury's mind, there's probably not a big chance that even if Kenyon Drake goes out and plays well this year, he's probably not going to get re-signed by Arizona, especially since they have Chase Edmonds for so cheap, and they'll be able to re-sign Chase Edmonds for much cheaper than they would be able to sign Kenyon Drake for. So Kenyon Drake is another one of those guys. Maybe use that contract against the Kenyon Drake owner if you're trying to buy him um, because his his dynasty value is, I don't want to say plummeting, but it's definitely not, as uh, as fun as it was this time a few months ago when we thought that Kenyon Drake might be a candidate for an extension. So that's going to be it for me over here at the Dynasty Stock Market for today's risers and fallers episode. Um, you know, it was it was a long one today. Tons of risers out there, and again, that's just because of all the training camp hype, all the coach speak, all the player speak, everything like that. Um, you know, we're going to be seeing this trend a lot over the next couple of weeks. To be completely honest with you, because again, it's it's all hype right now you know, we don't have any actual game action. People aren't getting new contracts. There's not a ton of guys getting signed right now. Um, Yeah, so there's just going to be a lot of risers, a lot of hype going on. So I'm going to do my very best to keep everyone updated with that. And with that being said, I am out for the day. I will see you guys on Wednesday for the main show.